This is a trigger warning for this episode. The movie we watched this week, Heather's, has discussion of suicide, has gun violence, and some homophobic remarks. So if these are things that are uncomfortable for you or that you don't like to hear about, please be careful while listening to this episode or just go ahead and skip this one. Take care of yourself. Well, Madeline and Louise, Paris's best friends, they said hello to me the other day. Really? Like a normal hello, not like a here's Johnny kind of hello? Normal. Friendly. No acts. Wow, you're the new Heather. Tad younger, I asked my wife, what should we do? Should we write movies? Should we eat kale? Here's what she said to me. Gilmore Girls references movies. Let's podcast about them, my friend. The best podcast there's ever been. The Ultimate Gilmore Girls Pod. That was unexpected. And also, I feel like you were you were playing a little fast and loose with the tune there towards the end. No, it wasn't. There's a little. I don't think so at all. Yes, this is the Ultimate Gilmore Girls Movie Night Podcast. And we are talking about Heathers. Uh, do we want to say what our names are? Yes. I am Philip. I am Courtney. And we're here to talk about Heathers. <laughs> yes. So... There really isn't a theme song, but that's what the movie opened with. So yeah, I, as soon as as soon as it started playing, I thought, well, I need to go do that. Well, I was not expecting that. I knew you would not be. Even though, are we doing the Hitchcock movie, The Man Who Knew Too Much? I don't think so. Because that's the main. Oh, song. Yeah. That's the main song in that. Are we doing that one? I don't think so. But okay. I, I know we watched that movie before. Yeah, because Doris Day sings it. Yeah. And I would have to repeat myself. I would probably just pull this from it and from this podcast and put it in that one. So. We are here to talk about that movie. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm tired. You are. That is true. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Dallas won. So I was excited about that. They are going to play the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday, which when this comes out, it'll be tomorrow. How are the Eagles doing? They had a bye. Okay. So they did not play. They're playing this week. Where are they? They will be playing the New York Giants in Philadelphia. And then the winner of the Philadelphia-New York Giants game. There's a lot of Giants fans in Pennsylvania. And then the Giants-Philadelphia. And they hate each other because they're both NFC East opponents. And then the Giants-Eagles winner will play the 49ers-Dallas winner. Okay. So are the Eagles and the Cowboys kind of neck and neck right now? Eh, Kind of, I guess. Uh, Most people are expecting the 49ers to win. But not me. Hmm. I'm expecting the Cowboys to win. Okay. I feel like if they don't, it's not going to end well. I mean, if they don't, I'll get over it. Well, that's good. Because I'm 39 and sports does not define me. I finished a book this morning. Of course you did. What book? Never Fall for Your Fiance. Okay. I feel like you should. Well, he does. Spoiler alert. But it's a historical rom-com and it was super cute and super predictable. And he hires this fake fiance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i drank water just now some of it did not get in my mouth 
you do that? <laughs> I don't, I'm very impressive in anyway, many ways. Is a historical rom com, very predictable but really cute. And he hired a fake fiance, and because he told his mother that he had this fiance, so that she wouldn't come and try to find one for him. Okay. And it was really cute. Awesome. I'm reading it slowly, but I'm reading the McCartney Legacy. Oh, yeah. Which is 700 and something pages about Paul McCartney from 1969 to 1973. Wow. So it's volume one. I'm listening to Prince Harry's autobiography. It's taking me a while, though, because I feel like I need to focus on it. And there's not much time in my life to just listen to something and, like, be able to give it all my attention. Yeah. He's a spare, I hear. Yeah. William is the heir. He's the spare. Mm-hmm. It's good. I've I heard it's good. I haven't gotten to the really like scandalous stuff yet, but I've heard, I've heard a lot of really stuff. Good. But I mean, it's really, I, I'm sure he had a ghostwriter because he's not a writer, but it's very well written. And he narrates the audiobook, which is really good. I didn't even know he knew any ghosts. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the movie. Yep. And I have to say, going into this, I knew very little. I knew it was considered a dark comedy, so I knew there would be some darkness. I didn't know how many people would die, and that the main killer would be like, I want, well, the the main killer, the main character, I guess the main characters would be killing people. Yeah. So what were we going to say? I always forget, as I've seen it, I'm sure we'll talk about our connection to it, but I've seen it a few times, and I always forget how many people die. Yeah, and I forgot the connection part. I have no, I have none. So you've seen it a few times. Uh, when did you first see it? I don't know. I might have seen it maybe with my blog. Might have been the first time I've seen it. I feel like I've seen it before then. I don't know. I've just seen it a few times. One thing that always interests me is there's nothing quite like how the 80s and early 90s did homophobia. Yeah. And yeah. homophobic comments. Oof. Like just the 80s and 90s. That was the time that. It was rough. And it was very uncomfortable, a couple of the slurs that were used. Yeah, it was rough. And, and other aspects. It's such a shame because you see movies like this, like this one, and then like 16 Candles was another really good one. Mm-hmm. But then it's like hard to watch it because you're like, oh, gosh, like that didn't age well. Mm-hmm. And same thing as far with, as I, I know, really... no one has come out and said. Yeah. Same thing with like, I like the movie Can't Hardly Wait. I love and, that movie. And the big part is they, Mike, the macho guy yeah. they take polaroids of him in a like oh, like that's they're right. having ha, like him and what's his face are having a tryst i love that movie uh, but it does not age well i know but can i just love that movie? you'd still love it but it's just one one of the things that does not has not aged well but the whole time i could think oh they're just going to going to harp on this so we're going to start off with veronica is part of the most popular cliques at school, made up of Heather Duke, Heather McNamara, and led by Heather Chandler. Tired of the way Heather Chandler bullies and controls everyone, Veronica wishes she was dead so that she could be free to do as she wants instead of what Heather Chandler wants. Wishes Heather was dead. Yes. That's just say she? Yeah. Okay, wishes Heather was dead. You're right. That's when, around that time, Veronica meets JD, played by Christian Slater. Which brings us... To the second most popular segment in podcast history. Five degrees, five degrees or less of Gene Kelly. Second? Yeah, we we've never up. been that high up. No, we, we were first for a little bit. Oh. Yeah, but now we're, now we're second. Okay. Christian Slater is in The Name of the Rose, 
which I actually saw in college, The Name of the Rose with Sean Connery. Sean Connery is in Another Time, Another Place with Lana Turner. Lana Turner is in Two Girls on Broadway with George Murphy. And George Murphy is in For Me and My Gal with Gene Kelly. So as soon as I was thinking about Christian Slater, I, I knew that he was in that movie with Sean Connery. And I thought, Sean Connery, he's from the late 50s and 60s. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, he, I'm sure I'd be able to get work in with that. Um, yeah, that's the biggest thing is find one of the actors if it's like a movie closer to today and find someone who's old who's in that movie. Right. So so Veronica meets JD, play, played by Christian Slater, which I did not expect him to be as demented as he was. Yeah. As, and that's another, it's been so long since I've seen it, but that was another thing I kind of didn't think about was, oh, he really is very warped yeah. in this. I knew he was like the villain, I guess is how you describe it. But, I did not um, know. I thought, oh, he's probably a nice guy. I knew that, but I'd I had forgotten wrong. just how twisted. Yeah, this was. calls him a dark rebel. He is that. Anyways, he says that they should teach Heather Chandler a lesson by making her drink drain cleaner. Heather Chandler does and dies from chemical poisoning instantly. Which would that kill you instantly? No, that, no. There's no way that would happen. That was the right? first thing I thought is like, <laughs> I mean, she chugged it. Yeah, but but it, with something like that, it's gonna like destroy your insides. It's not gonna like. She looked like she was choking, mm-hmm. which like maybe eventually you would choke on like everything that was happening in your stomach, but no, drinking drain cleaner that quickly would not kill you that quickly. To cover up the murder, J.D. tells Veronica to write suicide note in Heather Chandler's handwriting. And I want to know, because Veronica seems to really think this whole time, especially at the beginning, that it's not going to actually kill her. And I think J.D. says that's what you wanted to believe. And I'm with J.D. I think I think that's what she wanted to believe, that it wouldn't kill her. But she knew that she was going to kill those people. I don't think... Maybe not the guys. because So with Heather... They had two cups. Yeah. And there was this whole scene of like how she grabbed one of the cups and he grabbed the other cup. And I think she thought we're not giving her the drain cleaner. Mm-hmm. With the guys, I truly don't think that she knew. Because I don't think she knew anything about guns. Yeah. We'll get to that part. But I I, I think that I don't think she wanted to kill any of these people. Mm-hmm. I would like to believe that her I, mental stability was a little bit better than that. I think she didn't want to. I don't know. I think she just told herself that. The cruelty and bullying doesn't stop, however, as Heather Duke merely replaces Heather Chandler as leader, and her suicide is seen as glamorous and cool. JD then tricks Veronica, which we just talked about, into shooting to the football players, Kurt and Ram, who are harassing her and covering it up with another suicide note that says they were secretly gay. And and this is after he she went on a date or with, one, w- of with one of the guys, and then one of the Heathers was with the other one. Yeah. And she was basically being raped, the other one, during this time. Think- Yes, it was aggressive, but she later said I had sex with him. I don't think she felt like she was being raped. I think it was like, I'm going on a date with this guy. Uh, This is what's expected. Like, there's a lot wrong with it, but I don't know that it was flat out rape because I think she consented. They didn't show her consenting, but. But then it goes to the question, how drunk were they? How drunk was she? She wasn't drunk. Was she not drunk at all? No, the guys got wasted. The girls didn't. Oh, I thought he was wasted too. He was wasted. She was not. Oh, she was wasted. Okay. Okay. Then never mind. Yeah, because they had to push over those cows. <laughs> which does not There's happen. a lot wrong with this movie in terms of like homophobia, misogyny, portrayal of suicide, lots of things. 
but I don't believe that rape happened. I'm, I don't know. I'm just choosing to, to believe that. But the way that the guys died, does it talk about that? No. Okay. So the plan was to Veronica's thoughts was that they were going to just scare the guys with, I think that they said blanks originally, didn't they? And yeah. then he told her it was going to be like a special bullet mm -hmm. that would just like paralyze them. Which, okay, I want to go back to the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You mentioned the blanks. Yeah. When Christian Slater, when JD meets, it's those same two guys, mm, right? Same two guys, yeah. Meets, sees those same guys at the beginning of the movie. He, all you see is him pull a gun and shoot them. Mm -hmm. And then later, I think Veronica said that they were blanks. They were so close to that gun that there's a good chance that that would have killed them. And also, even no matter if there were blanks, because they it was like they were right next. He was pointing it right at their heads. I don't know enough about guns. What exactly do blanks do? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know that people can die from blanks. I didn't know that. What? I didn't. I just yeah. don't know what they do. But my thought process is, he brought in a, a working gun, mm -hmm. even if it had blanks in it. He brought a working gun to school and fired it. Yeah. And like nothing happened. Yeah, I feel like today. He probably would have been at least suspended for yeah. bringing the gun, well, if not expelled. This movie cannot be made today. No. And it is a Broadway musical. It did become a Broadway musical the in 2014. Really good. But this movie as a whole cannot be made today because this movie occurred before all these school shootings. And with all the school shootings that have happened over the last 30 years, 25 years or whatever, mm -hmm. this would never be made. No. As we're talking, I'm thinking, like, man, we've got a lot of trigger warnings to put at the beginning of this episode. The chances but yeah. are people won't listen unless they've seen the movie, usually. If you have not seen this movie, I'm sorry. We will put some trigger warnings at the beginning. You've probably already heard them. Maybe. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. So they covered it up with another suicide note that says that they were secretly gay. Yeah. Veronica becomes scared of JD, realizing that he intended to kill them while she just wanted to scare them. His next plan... So, okay, were you going to talk about what happened there? No, not really. Okay. I, I really think she didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Because even when you see her reaction of, like, how the other guy got scared and ran... Like, they shot one of the guys. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy got scared and he ran. Mm -hmm. And she's laughing and not trying to get the other guy. Yeah. Because she really no, thinks that he's okay. I don't think she wanted to kill these two. I just, I thought, I just thought with Heather... That she, she would have known. Yeah, she might. I don't know. That one's a little bit fuzzier than me, but yeah. I don't think yeah. that she knew anything about the guys. Yeah. So his next plan is to kill Heather Duke, who's the Shannon. What's her face? Shannon Doherty. Yes, thank you. But Veronica wanted no part of it, so instead he plans to blow up the school after everyone has signed a petition, which is actually a group suicide note. Man, that and skipped over so many things. I know. I told you it would. Yeah. I want to know how did Veronica. Fake that hanging. Like, did they show... I don't know. He later said, I knew the noose was too loose. But it... I don't like think... What she's, the she's, noose doesn't need to be... No. Is she standing? Terrible. She's not standing on something. No, she's not. Maybe she, like, tied something around her waist and tied wait, that wait, up wait. with it. Yeah, that had a, yeah she, was, she was untying something around her waist at the very She end. must have done something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, at, at one point, he is planning to kill Veronica. Mm-hmm. Or at least threatening to, to the point where she thinks it's going to happen. And then she fakes her own suicide so that he thinks she's out of the way. Mm -hmm. 
Was there anything else that you wanted to discuss that I skipped? Heather Duke becomes the new Heather. Mm-hmm. And is, like, horrible and mean and terrible to everybody, which I feel like is more in line with Sh- Shannon Doherty's reputation. Because in the beginning, she's, like, real quiet and, like... Yeah. But he gets her to get everybody to sign this big group suicide thing, which, like, I don't know. What were you going to do with the big giant letter when you blew up the school? Were you going to put it, like, in front of the school? What was the plan <laughs> with this the big plan? giant yes. suicide letter? Anyway. So he gets her to do that, and then he plans on killing her. But did he, or was that part of the dream? Him actually killing her was part of the dream, but was his plan to kill Heather Duke part of the dream, too, or was that real? I think that was real. Okay. I I mean, he just wanted everybody dead. I think in one way or another, he just wanted to kill everybody. I think, yeah, I think eventually he wanted everyone. He was a full-blown sociopath, so. He did. Yeah. I think that's all I got, though. All right. And Heather, what is it, McDonald? McDonald? Heather, Heather M? McNamara. McNamara. She worries that she has become like a jinx because she had sex with a guy right before he died. Mm-hmm. And her best friend died. And she calls the radio station to talk about it. And then Heather Duke tells the whole school about it. Which that part I thought was so dumb. Because Heather McNamara is kind of a little ditzy. And when she calls the radio station, she says, my name is Heather. No, wait. My name is, and then she just like keeps changing it. And that's how Heather Duke knew who it was. Everyone at the school who was listening to that broadcast would know. Mm -hmm. But it was like Heather Duke ruined her life because she told the whole school this thing that like Heather McNamara already accidentally told them because she was too dumb to come up with a fake name before calling the radio station. And then Heather McNamara tried to kill herself. Because apparently everyone listens to this radio station. The the 80s. In the 90s, we had radio stations that everybody listened to. We did. I don't know if you did, but we we did. did. I don't think we did. 97.5 PST. Okay. I mean, there wasn't like a radio show that people listened to. No, there wasn't a show. Like at home. Like people listen to the radio when they're in the car, but not at home. Not not in the 90s. I don't know. I did. I listened to like the top five, top five at nine. That's what it was. Yeah. My bedtime was at nine when I was in like middle school and I listened to the top five at nine. Weird. I only listen to sports games. Yeah, well, that's that is weird in it because how do you know what they're saying? I can't, I cannot, no, I can't. It's so fast, it's so fast, and they're trying to paint a picture of what's happening on the field. And I don't understand how anybody can listen to sports radio and have any idea what's going on. Just picture it, no, because you can't take even just a second to be thinking about something else. Anyone who has any kind of attention difficulties, and I'm not even talking about like ADD, like anyone who has a hard time paying attention to things, cannot listen to those broadcasts and have any idea what's going on. Because if you stop listening for a second, they've already done like did three ca- things. Did you catch up? I can't. It's too much. I, just I can't. It that. stresses me just... out. I hate it. I hate when you listen to the sports radio because I can't understand any of it. I feel like I'm missing everything. Okay. I don't. Sorry. That just Man. just came out of me. I, I just can't. I can't. It's too much. All right. <laughs> well, that's that. So then Veronica, sh- okay, so then it says Veronica shoots JD. So Veronica goes God to the school. Almighty. Veronica goes to the school looking for JD, but also not really wanting him to see her because he she's thinks dead. she's dead. Yeah. She's dead. Which um, leads us to a great line from their teacher saying, Veronica, JD told me you committed suicide <laughs> last night. So cavalier, just like throw it aside. Which, by the way, I am quoting the movie. 
in reality, we do not say committed suicide anymore. That's we say died by suicide. Or completed. I don't like to say completed, though. Okay. Because then that makes it sound like it's like they, they were successful. And I don't like okay. that idea. So I just say died by suicide. Okay. I feel like is the most appropriate term. So if I say committed suicide during this episode, okay. I'm quoting the movie. I've only, I've, it's funny because I've only heard people say, we say completed. I've oh, never, see, I I've have never to, heard anybody say anything different. In every single medical I do, which is a freaking lot in one day, I have to ask if any blood relatives have ever attempted or died by suicide. Uh-huh. But it's written in the script that I'm supposed to say committed suicide, but I, I personally changed mm-hmm. it because I don't like it. Yeah. So then Veronica's looking for JD and he ends up in the boiler room. Yes. And to plant the bomb. Yeah. And she shoots, somehow she shoots him like three times and he doesn't die. Like obviously the first one was his, she shot his finger off. <sighs> that was. Which is an amazing shot if that's what she was aiming at. If she was because he was yeah. giving her the finger. <laughs> but then the next few times it just, it seems like she shoots him in the body. Like but two one more of them, times. but see then I don't know if she hit him each time. One of the pipes started shooting air out of it, so I'm wondering if one of the bullets hit that. Okay. So maybe she only hit him one time. Okay. He's not doing great when he does come out of the school. Yeah. His whole thing though, his big manifesto, everybody needs to know this thing, was that there is no place where people of different classes social standing whatever can live in harmony except for heaven Mm -hmm. and so everyone was going to say oh that's just high school and what he is saying is no high school is society and that's how it always is and so i'm just going to kill everybody so that we can all go to the place where it justifies what he's doing yeah i think so and and then he kind of has this moment of like doesn't that sound amazing like he like he's like getting high on his own ego a little bit there so he goes outside with the bomb strapped to his chest. She thinks he's dead. And she thinks he's dead. She goes all soot and whatever. Yeah, they're both smoke and everything. And and then he basically blows himself up. Yep. While she, while she has a cigarette in her mouth. And you know what? I don't blame her. <laughs> at that point, what kind of emotion is she supposed to have yeah. with this guy? And then she goes to confront Heather Duke. She tells Heather Duke there's a new sheriff in town and walks off to talk to Martha. With the red scrunchie. With the red scrunchie, yeah. She the takes that. The red scrunchie that denotes who the yeah. leader is, I guess. Walks off, talks to Martha, suggesting that she will be now be the leader of the school. Martha. Martha's the victim in this whole movie. Yes, poor sweet She's, Martha. That's all I kept thinking, is she is the victim in the movie. She is, and you know what? She doesn't have any spoken lines. Like, you see her talking to the football player after she gets that like fake letter from him but she doesn't have any spoken lines until the end of the movie when she says what does she say to veronica something about like i would like that like veronica asks her to like pop popcorn Mm -hmm. and hang out on prom night and she says something like i would like that but she says zero words the entire movie until that last bit and i just love her yeah she attempted suicide too and then made a joke about it they were so mean to her Well, and that was when, like, what does Heather Duke say? She says, um, it's just, like, uncool people trying to do what the popular kids are doing. Basically saying the popular kids killed themselves, so she's trying to do it, too. But she failed at it. Mm -hmm. That just makes me so sad. Yeah, and you and I talked about this before. But there really wasn't, for being considered a black comedy or a dark comedy, 
There really weren't very many comedic moments. No, I was saying when we were talking about it, the beginning has a lot of comedic moments, I feel like. Like, just dumb stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. teenagers saying stupid things. And then as the movie goes on more, there's very little comedy. It's just very dark. dark. Yeah. It's dark from the beginning, too. But, like, at least there's some comedy, like, peppered in here and there. But then once he starts killing people, it's just dark. Her parents are funny, though. <laughs> Veronica's parents just make me laugh. That is true. And I feel like JD, I feel like JD's dad is also a psychopath. Yeah. He's at, he's messed up, too. It's got to come from somewhere. I mean, yeah. if I've learned anything from Killer Psyche. Do you know that podcast? Have I not talked to you about that no. podcast? Oh, my gosh. Okay. For anyone listening, podcast is called Killer Psyche. And the host is a former psychiatric nurse and a former FBI criminal profiler. And she researches serial killers and finds why they did them. Basically, like, their motive or, like, what was wrong with them or what happened in their childhood and things like that. And so she, like, will diagnose them kind of, like, oh, yeah, he's clearly, you know, malignant narcissist and things like that. It's very interesting. There was one that was really scary because, like, he was a totally normal guy and everyone said he was such a nice guy maybe i'm mixing this up with a morbid episode (laughs) i feel like there was an episode of some podcast that i listened to i listen to a lot of true crime and they said that he was a totally normal guy for like the longest time and then he had some kind of he had meningitis and there was some kind of brain injury and i think that's what caused him to then turn and kill people but now Hmm. i'm wondering if that was morbid because i feel like i'm hearing ash and elena's voices talking about him I have some anyway. background information. All right, I'm ready. The same week Winona Ryder received the script, a student from her high school died by suicide, Sad. which only inspired her more to do the film. Christian Slater has stated that his performance was heavily inspired by Jack Nicholson. Which is evident. He claims that he wrote a letter to Nicholson asking him to watch the film but did not receive an answer. I feel like he could even have said, like, I was trying to be Jack Nicholson in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. But even in that one, he's not really a bad guy. And what is it? The Shining. Oh, The Shining. I feel like it was more The Shining than Cuckoo's Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Because I like him. I also got a lot of Joker vibes. Yeah. But also this was made in 88 and Batman came out in 89. Mm. So I don't think he had any joke. I have no basis for this theory. But my theory is that the music... From this movie inspired Ryan Murphy in his very much underrated teen, I don't even know what it was called, dramedy, popular. Because the music is very similar to the soundtrack to popular. And I saw a lot of similarities between this and Mean Girls. Oh yeah, I can see Mean Girls. The number one popular girl, the nice but a little bit quieter girl, the dumb one, Mm -hmm. and then the fourth one who was different than them. And then there was something else that happened in it that I feel like was very similar. I kept thinking of Mean it's Girls. It's going to bug me. But there, there was something that I felt like, oh, that's really Mean Girls. Yeah. At one point, Shannon Doherty confronted a married crew member who was having an affair with an underage extra. Wow. Yeah. According to Doherty, this was the first time anyone had ever called her a B-I-T-C-H. I feel like we can say that. Our children are around. No. But now you've spelled we're it. A, so we're a family... We're a family podcast. Family podcast. That was the first time anyone called her that? 
According to Doherty. And I feel like that's not, like he called her that? Or like yeah, other people I think started he calling her that. her that? The role of Heather McNamara was originally offered to 17-year-old Heather Graham. Mm. Heather's parents refused to let her take the role because of the dark subject it's, matter. Yeah, it's a, was Heather Graham in Virgin Suicides though? No idea. No, I think movie. that was, oh my gosh. I can't. And I'm seeing her face. Kirsten Dunst. That's what I'm thinking of. Kirsten okay. Dunst was in that. Never mind. Australian electro rock pop punk band, the Veronicas, took their name from Veronica Sawyer. I like that band. Especially from when JD asks her, are you a Heather? To which she replies, no, I'm a Veronica. I had, I think I had an album by them. Hmm. Brad Pitt auditioned for the role of JD. Oh, I'm really glad he did. He was rejected it. because he was considered too nice. Yeah. Brad Pitt would later star with Christian Slater in Interview with the Vampire and True Romance. Christian Slater was an Interview with the Vampire? Mm -hmm. Was he the interviewer? I don't know. I've never seen that. Because the vampires were Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to keep going on. Vamp. Okay. The role of Veronica was intended for Jennifer Connelly, who turned it down. Oh, I'm really glad she didn't do it. Because I just, I don't know. I feel like the casting in this movie is, is is pretty perfect. Kim Walker, who played the leader of the Heathers, was dating Christian Slater while they were filming. Wait, who was? Sorry, I Kim Walker, it. who played Heather Chandler, was dating Christian Slater. Interesting. While they were filming. According to Christian Slater, Slater dumped Walker so that he could date Winona Ryder. <laughs> Ryder doesn't actually remember dating him, though. That's funny. A few people who were considered for the role of JD are Jim Carrey. Judd Nelson, Jason Bateman, and Johnny Depp. The Fox Network considered turning the film into a sitcom for the network, but changed the idea in favor of developing Beverly Hills 90210 into its new teen-themed series. So originally, Heather's was going to be a show, but they changed it to Beverly Hills 90210. They said, no, <laughs> let's do that instead. It's funny. Yeah. Heather's couldn't have been a TV show. The fact that these two teen-themed projects were developed in tandem by casting agents at Fox eventually led to Shannon Doherty being cast in 90210. For the record, Christian Slater was the interviewer in Interview with the Band. Uh -huh. I've seen that movie. I just don't remember Christian Slater. <laughs> Kim Walker, whose character was Heather Chandler, asks, did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Yes. She died of a brain tumor at the age of 32. Oh, so sad. A little sad. And then Jeremy Applegate, whose character Peter prays that he will never die by suicide, shot himself in 2000. Oh. We're leaving on that um, sour note. We're leaving? That's the end of the podcast? Forever. But there's other things that we do at the but end. But anyways, like, I'm not done. No one asked me. I'm not, I wasn't done. Well, then why did you say we're leaving? Bye. This has been your <sighs> Gilmore Hills Movie Night Podcast. I'm Philip. No, we have stuff to do. All right. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> so, one thing we, never, we did not do at the very beginning of this. Yep. Where else is this referenced in Gilmore Girls? So it's referenced in season one, episode 11, when Lorelai says, you're the new Heather. Then it's referenced in, I don't know the season or the episode, but there's another episode where Rory says, what's her damage, Heather? And then there's another episode where Paris says, she stopped talking to you? How very Heather's of her. Awesome. And there's one in one of the um, reboot ones, but I don't know if I'm using those or not. I figured you would. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. You liked those. I liked them. It's just, I don't feel like it's true to the show. I don't know. It's a whole thing. We'll have, we'll have to get into it later.
Or would it be? Okay, we'll get into that later. I okay. don't. I don't feel like those episodes are true to the spirit of the show. Okay. That is my thoughts on this. I I think they're the Gilmore Girls canon. They are. So they should be. Okay. So in one of the season, what is it? Year in the Life episodes, Francie says, I think she just says, what's your damage? Which one is that? Autumn, winter, spring? I think it's spring. I could pull it up, but I don't want to. You just don't care. I just don't don't want to pull it up. And I would have done it. If if I did it at the beginning, it probably would have had it pulled up. Yeah, I, I did have it pulled up. And Sorry. then you just started going with the synopsis. So I because I, I got excited. I got excited after the song. I was I was on a I song, song high. I was still on my high from that. Yeah. I had to keep going. Who would like this in the Gilmore Girls universe? I feel like Jess would like it. I feel like he would like the like darkness of it. He would. Not that he's a sociopath, but He's not a sociopath. Uh, Luke or Luke. Uh, <laughs> um, is he... Jess redeems himself. Jess redeems himself. He does. Okay. He's a punk of a teenager and he's okay. horrible. But the show redeems him. Okay. They do not, however, redeem Dean. Because he went on to be on a show that lasted for 15 years. But his character was very much hurt by that. His Dean deserved a better goodbye than what he got. Yeah. I know. I'm Jess not, I, for Dean. I don't dislike Jess. Yes, you do. I, I don't dislike Jess. Yes, you do. So I don't want the audience to think that I dislike You him. have said things about I am, I am, him. I'm scrubbing those episodes from our oh, archives. Lord. Okay. So what would you rate this out of 10 cups of coffee? Seven? Somewhere in there. I'd give it an eight. Yeah. Because it felt like it went by quickly. Well, we did watch it over two nights. I know, but it still felt like <laughs> like there were movies that were the same length. Yeah, but it feels like it just drags on. I like it. I think it's interesting. I and think this didn't drag on. I don't know that I need to watch it a million times. I don't like, know if I ever have to watch it again. Yeah, I've um, seen it a few times and I've liked it each time, but I don't know that like it's something I would want to rewatch multiple times. Yeah, but I, I like it. Seven or eight? I'll do an eight. All right, so that was Heather's. Our next movie is Psycho. Oh, is it? Yeah. Awesome. I love Psycho. I'm excited about this. I, you know, it's fine. I love I've it. I've seen it. It's okay. It is it's, what it it's, is. It's, it's, it's Alfred Hitchcock. It's going to be probably easy for me to find a Gene Kelly one, so I'm excited about that. That's funny because I feel like those two genres of like Gene Kelly movies and Alfred Hitchcock movies are very different. But you're right. They probably will have because it has a bunch of older actors. Yeah, and I'll find an older actor who's in something else with somebody that's in a movie with Jim Kelly. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm sure Anthony Perkins is probably in something. He's in another movie. Is he? Norman. Yeah. Okay. Not Anthony Hopkins. Sometimes I get those names mixed up. Anthony Hopkins played Hitchcock in a movie. He played Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. In what movie? Hitchcock. Oh wait, did we watch that? Wasn't it like a a real life? It was like the making like a of Psycho. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if we watched that or we just talked for a really long time about wanting to watch. I it. watched it. Maybe I did watch it, but I don't remember if I watched it with you or not. What's it called? I don't know. He's in he's in a movie about like the making of Psycho or the making of. The birds and the making of one of Hitchcock's movies. So check us out next time when we talk about the movie 
Psycho. See you later. Bye.